you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. NFL Explained is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to NFL Explained, a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes. Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Upwork is the world's work marketplace. Empower your business and hire the world's most in-demand developers, designers, project managers, and more at www.upwork.com. Goes in motion right to left. Turn and handle into left side. Finds a little bit of a hole. Keeps his legs moving. He's across the 40. Midfield. 45. He's on the run. Wins. 40. Pushes the man. 35. Look at him go. He's down to 20. 15. He could go. He is going to go. Touchdown Seahawks. A 67-yard run. Marshawn Lynch. Unbelievable. The beast is alive and well. The beast was most definitely alive. He was going full-on beast mode. And that play right there is forever known as the beast quake. Hello, everyone. Welcome to NFL Explained. I'm Aditi Kinkabwala, joined as always by the wonderful and eloquent Mike Yam. What's up, Yammer? Uh, I'm doing great. I cannot tell you how excited I am because you just dropped Yammer out there. My nickname, not nearly as cool as Marshawn Lynch's, although I can't do what Marshawn did in that NFC wildcard game back in 2010. If I was able to stiff arm, push five dudes off of me in an NFL football game and get into the end zone, believe me, I would want the fans basically <laughs> erupting so darn loud that the place would be shaking. 
And that's exactly what happened, right? The crowd was so loud, the noise registered on the Richter scale. And that's got to be some sort of crazy trifecta. One nickname leading to one action leading to one event. I mean, in the whole pantheon of NFL nicknames, what better way to start the show, right? It's totally appropriate. And I'll say this, sometimes names evolve over time. And for Marshawn Lynch, his actually did. Because think about it this way, like when he was playing Pop Warner football, man child is what he was called. And then as he grew up, it sort of evolved into beast. And then it clearly stuck. I once again, just wish I had it. But when you think about some of these nicknames, there are so many Aditi that are just so darn creative. And you just wonder, like, where the hell did that come from? So I think on today's show, like we should go through some of our favorites and explain as much as we can some of the origins of some of those nicknames. For sure. Because just like when we did this over team names, Some of them are extremely obvious, like you said. I mean, take Iron Mike Ditka. He grew up in western Pennsylvania, in the steel towns of western Pennsylvania. Obviously, he was Iron Mike. But sweetness, we're going to get to sweetness in Walter Payton, and that one's a little bit less obvious, let's say. Yeah, no, there's other obvious ones, right? Like Javon Kirsch, the freak, just watch him on the football field. Yeah, that one is fitting. Dante Hall, the human joystick, once again, one that just applies. But there's been something that's been bugging me. Do you have a nickname? Because you dropped mine. Well, yes. I mean, I had a family-friendly one and one that I don't particularly feel like sharing. But I will say that when I was a child, I was called Adidas fairly regularly. Oh, I like that. Aditi, Adidas. Can I start calling you Adidas? You're more than welcome to do that. I've also been called Adid. I've been called Deets. Okay. I got a little surprise for you at the end of the show with regard to your nicknames. I hope it's a shoe deal. (laughs) Since that seems to be a running commentary through our episodes here. Let's just say uh, Justin Tucker is getting his shoe deal before you and I are getting our shoe deal. Okay, that was a disappointment. But what won't be a disappointment, I promise, is this episode. Yeah, you know, I've been so, so excited for this one because there are people with nicknames. There are units with nicknames. There are whole teams with nicknames. And again, like I said, Running through some of our favorites, the history, the story behind some, my favorite thing to do, especially when I get to do it with you. Uh, Well, look, let's just roll into it because there was an email chain that was going, and this might be a little too inside baseball, but I do think it speaks to what you're referring to on players, teams, units that had nicknames, and we had to claim five apiece. Let's just say that there was a little bit of real estate grabbing. I think I might have saw the email and the text message before you did. So I'm like, oh, damn, I'm getting on this real fast because I don't want Adidas over here to try to take some of my nicknames uh, and some of the players. So I'll kick things off here because for me, one of the ones that really stood out I just remember, and and not to get into the whole fantasy thing, but Chad Johnson, how about Ocho Cinco? Ocho Cinco (laughs) is going to kick the extra point. And you know what? I heard he kicks pretty well. At least that's the word. (laughs) Kevin Huber, the normal holder, will put it down. High snap. Look at this. (laughs) He drills it. (laughs) Chad Ocho Cinco with a point. I heard somebody was telling me that he was kicking one day at practice, and they said he was kicking unbelievably. He'll be hard to live with now. Oh, my goodness. Like, you think about Ocho Cinco, how different it is, and the buzz. And I think there's so much that it was made around that time. It's sort of like a joke and it being funny. But when you legally change your name, 
like Chad Johnson did to Ocho Cinco on the back of his jersey because he was fined by the NFL when he did that. When you legally change your name like he did in 2008, it no longer becomes a joke. Now, it is really serious. And just in case you're wondering, he did return his last name back in 2012. So we can just go with Chad Johnson. But the lore and the legacy surrounding Ocho Cinco, it doesn't go away, legal name or not. Fine, but I'm going to disagree with you right here. You think that that was a major grab. I think there were actually two Bengals players that had better nicknames than Ocho Cinco. Give them to me. Well, one of them absolutely has to be Albert Woods, better known as Icky. <laughs> I mean, and when we talk about variations and offshoots, the Icky Shuffle. And do you know how Icky Woods actually got his name? No, please explain. His brother couldn't say Albert. He just kept saying E-E, 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 and that eventually turned into Icky. And here very quickly is my second former Cincinnati Bengals player with a very, very, very good nickname, Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle. Oh, I didn't even think of that one. That's a good one. Of course. Yeah. No, well done by you. I have to tell you, Andy Dalton was not happy when J.J. Watt said, well, we wanted to turn the red rifle into a Red Rider BB gun. So <laughs> sometimes your nickname can be taken from you and bastardized. But anyway, let's move on. You give me your next one and I'll do my okay. best to knock it down because that's what I like doing. It's hard for me to go to the next one because now I just have like a Christmas story in my head and a leg <laughs> lamp just pictured in my brain right now. And maybe there's a younger audience that has no idea what I'm referring to. Google it. Trust me. And watch it around Christmas time, please, because it's like a holiday tradition. Uh, prime time. How about Deion Sanders? George has time and his pass is intercepted. Uh-oh. They're not catching him down the sideline. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders is dancing. He's looking backwards from about the 40-yard line. Oh, is he going to do a number on the crowd here? Sanders shows how he got his nickname as he goes all the way for a touchdown. I think about what he did on both sides of the football, the flair, the dramatics. You know, I know ESPN did that 30 for 30 with him as sort of the focal point. I think it was a 30 for 30. Like, he's one of those characters that if he's on my phone, if he's on the television, I gravitate. I stop what I'm doing because it's prime. And when it's Deion Sanders referring to himself as prime, I always get a kick at it. It's like when Ricky Henderson was referring to himself in the third person. Deion does sort of the same thing with prime time. It is a completely appropriate name, but it has nothing to do with football, but it also speaks to what he was as an athlete. I think you can make an argument Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson might be two of the greatest athletes that sports has ever seen. To play at the pro level in two sports like Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson did, really amazing. Baseball and football, and yet the name Primetime originates because of what he did on a basketball floor. High school friend named Richard Fain actually gave him the nickname after he put up 30 points in a basketball game. I would have thought it was a higher point total, Aditi, than 30, like more like 50 plus, but he must have had some spectacular moves. And now, of course, he's doing his thing as the head coach at Jackson State. You know what's funny about that one? I remember him also being Neon Dion when he played for the Yankees. So he had another nickname. But here's another thing that I'll give Deion Sanders credit for, and that is bestowing a nickname. He is the man who came up with any time for the fabulous return man, Devin Hester. Oh. And that is because whenever Devin Hester had the ball, any time he can score. Mm -hmm. So yeah. props to Dion for that one. Uh, that's definitely a good one. I actually thought you would gravitate towards Slash because 
I think of you obviously covering the Steelers a lot living in Pittsburgh. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Cordell Stewart is one of the people that Aditi is going to try to grab. I think about him and what he was able to do in Boulder at CU and how athletic he was. But the name, and this is what surprised me. I thought he was still slash when he was in college. That apparently was not the case. Steelers commentator Myron Copa, a legendary voice around Steelers Nation, actually gave Cordell the nickname because of his ability to play different positions, whether it's quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. But to me, if you saw him on the football field, you understand why he was given that nickname slash. Kind of like any time, right? Like it's appropriate the physical response that you get. And if you have to put it to a word, Cordell Stewart style of play slash, it all makes sense to me. You know, it's funny because I think I remember seeing somewhere that Bill Cower, Coach Bill Cower, tried to take credit for calling him Slash. But Slash is certainly a little bit more entertaining than one of his successors, of course, and that is Big Ben. Big Ben Roethlisberger, because, I mean, he is big. Yeah. See, whenever they do like (laughs) tiny and big for the nicknames, like when it's the reverse, like when it's a big dude who gets the nickname tiny or a big guy, like my nieces and nephews will call me Big Mike. And I love it because they're too young to know that I'm really not Big Mike, but I will I'll take it for as long as I I can. Sure. It's like two tall drones is not a little guy. He obviously was too tall. So there you go. Big Ben. Well, he's obviously one of the biggest things on the field, like Big Ben in London, which I don't think really actually had anything to do with it. But I did cover him in a game in London where he stood next to Big Ben and it made for, you know, quite an iconic photograph. I got to go through my mental Rolodex on things and your timing in terms of your career, because you covered the Giants for a significant period of time. I don't I'm blanking on the years, but just being in that area you probably made reference to Rivas Islands more than a few times in a gangrene, speaking of nicknames, uniform. Darrell Rivas, because I felt like I referenced Rivas Island more times than not when I was actually working at ESPN at the time and we were doing highlights around the NFL. Darrell Rivas was a spectacular a cover corner, as you have seen in the NFL. And once again, that nickname, very appropriate to what he was able to do to wide receivers. So Jarrell Rivas is also a native of Western PA, very good guy. When the Jets were going through their bad phase, which, you know, has happened on occasion or when they were going through one of their bad phases, I always thought that gangrene reminded me of gangrene. (laughs) G-A-N-G-R-E-N-E, which is what? Like dead tissue. Yeah. (laughs) And so I felt like gang space green should maybe not be used because it makes you think of gangrene. But that's just me. (laughs) <laughs> also appropriate at the same time. And Jets fans right now don't hate me. You you understand where I'm going with this. Um, my, my last favorite, because we had to pick five, was a guy that I've been fortunate enough to become friends with over the years. And I refer to him as Snake a lot, Jake Plummer. And I reached out to him knowing that we were going to do this show and and we were talking and I said, hey, like, Jake, I'm doing this podcast, NFL Explained, and we're doing nicknames. Yours stood out to me because I call you Snake all the time. And I said, I'm assuming it's something to do with the way that you played, right? Because you were kind of, you had a little bit of wiggle. And he laughed and he said, no, that's actually not how it came about. And he said, it is true, though. He did tell me, he's like, no, 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 I definitely had wiggle. So I know where where it's coming from. But he used my term to explain the story. He said the wiggle... And the nickname actually came from when he was a kid. He was playing a lot of um, dodgeball, apparently with his brothers. And his brothers gave him the nickname after Jake read Kenny Stabler's book called
called The Snake, the other nickname for the other quarterback. And then when he got to ASU, he signed his first autograph as Jake the Snake Plumber, and it stuck from there. So appropriate not only for the way that he played, but it had nothing to do with that. It was his big brothers just giving him the nickname. We have seen quite a few of these stories, right, where it's brothers or grandmothers or siblings of sisters, you know, parents. I was just reading about Haha Clinton Dix. That's not actually his name. His name is Hasin, but his grandmother, when he was three years old, because he would giggle all the time, called him Haha instead. And now his teammates just call him Ha. 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 Just throwing that out there. You know, it is kind of weird how teammates can sometimes come up. I hope that didn't come about because of the, you know, I, I think some players say, hey, you can't pronounce my name. You can call me this. That actually happened one time. Chidabe Awuzie, who obviously has now been balling out with Cincinnati. I remember meeting him for the first time and I said, hey, I don't want to mispronounce your name. He's like, oh, just call me Cheeto. And I was like, no, no, no. Tell me how to pronounce it. And he, he taught me. And obviously now I can say it. But everyone referenced him as Cheeto because of the struggles of pronouncing his name. And yet here it is. He still has the ability to have a cool nickname, but also people know how to say his name because he's obviously having success now on Sundays. Well, frankly, that's where I think Adidas comes from. It's Aditi sounds like Adidas without the us. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. So it's a common. Yeah. All right. Just so you know, I'm not limiting myself to five. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So you're a little just... rule breaker over here, Adidas. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of us needs to be, right? I think that since you mentioned being in Western Pennsylvania, one of the names that I have to start with is Craig Ironhood Hayward. Now, part of that is because, of course, I cover his son, Cam Hayward, who is yeah. a star defensive end and captain for the Pittsburgh Steelers, just a wonderful gentleman. And he, of course, is the son of the former Pitt star, Craig Hayward, who was probably maybe 12 or 13 years old. He was hanging out at a boys and girls club in New Jersey. And of course, you and I are both from New Jersey. So yeah. there's another connection. And some of the other kids started... I don't know, creating a little trouble. And something led to something else, led to something else. And a kid, as the legend goes, apparently hit Craig Hayward over the head with a pool cue. Now, it was the cue that broke, not Cam Hayward's dad's head. <laughs> and so after Cam Hayward's dad's head, Craig Hayward's head was totally fine. His mother started calling him Ironhead and it just sort of stuck. And then you think about the type of player he was. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. The way that he ran the football, how he ran over people, his toughness. Well, it was again kind of like Yammer, a name that really fit once he got into his vocation. Ironhead Hayward, bowling his way. Look at this! Boy, did he make a couple of people pay for being in the wrong place. I, I like it. And I think the general rule of thumb is if mom and dad and grandma and grandpa are dropping your nickname, it will never be lost ever again. Your nickname is now your your new real name. That's true. Although I don't think I want anyone actually calling my children the nicknames I call them. But that is a story for another day. And that's the deal. <laughs> that's, that's the deal. Build the team that will build your business. With Upwork, you can find top developers, designers, project managers, and more who can start today so your business can succeed tomorrow. Hire at home or in 180 countries around the world to find the right talent for whatever your business needs. Upwork, the world's work marketplace. Learn more at www.upwork.com. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places so you can do more. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes. That's faster than your morning coffee run. Lights, camera, coffee. And while you're at it, go on and download a whole series in minutes or a new song in seconds. A one, a two, a one, two, oh, it's done? Stock up on all that entertainment and sure, you can download work files faster too if you have to. So you can quickly get back to all these great movies, shows, and songs you've just gotten your hands on. Verizon 5G Ultra Wideband is now in more and more places. Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics US Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds, downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Mm-hmm. 
since we talked about my growing up a Giants fan, well, then, of course, Bill Parcells, the tuna, comes up. And I tried hard to figure out where exactly this definitely totally came from. But I'll say that even our fabulous, amazing researchers, they think, they think it's because of what Bill Parcells used to say himself. Apparently, whenever somebody would say something ridiculous or absurd to him, his response was, who do you think I am? Charlie the Tuna? And that's because Charlie the Tuna was apparently an animated character for Starkist brand Tuna. And somehow the Hall of Fame coach, Bill Parcells, became known as the Tuna. I love that story. And I think every time I make tuna melts at home, I will think about Bill Parcells. <laughs> OK, if that will help your appetite, you go right ahead and do that. OK, so we have to move on to the refrigerator because the fridge has been a star in several of our episodes. I mean, Seriously. we've had his right like him running the football in London. Now, of course, his day job was as an enormous defensive lineman who just occasionally moonlighted as a ball carrier. And the fridge is not because he was so enormous clogging up the lanes on a football field, but because when he was in college at Clemson, he was on an elevator and a friend said that you're blocking all of the elevator's light and you're taking up all the space. You're like a walking refrigerator. And so then that stuck but as I said to you earlier, some of my favorite things are derivatives. When the Packers later on had B.J. Raji, another enormously big defensive lineman who yeah. occasionally moonlighted carrying the football, they started calling him the freezer. Isn't that clever? I do like that. It's very fitting. Although I think you can go like solar eclipse, but the refrigerator seems very appropriate. Here's another one. Western PA, another Steelers one. I'm sorry. I, I have two more Steelers ones just because I sort of have to have them. I just think they're that good. Jerome Bettis, the bus. Back when he was at Notre Dame, a student reporter said that he actually looked like a bus. The students started chanting, nobody stops the bus. Mm. The bus carried on through his entire professional career. And when Jerome Bettis won the Super Bowl, in his hometown of Detroit, he stood on that podium, and what did he say? Is this the last stop for the bus? You know what? It's been an incredible ride, and it's always a, a time when you have to call it quits. And uh, I played this game to win a championship. I'm a champion, and I think the bus is uh, the last stop is here in Detroit. Well, it's home, fifth leading rusher, Super Bowl champion. Congratulations on a great Mike, I have to do another Steelers one. And that, of course, is James Harrison's nickname, Debo. Now, I think this is really funny because when I say Debo, you don't think of James Harrison. Who do you think of? Look, I get some time, fortunately, to be around the San Francisco 49ers. So, no, I'm not thinking about Harrison. I'm thinking about a wide receiver streaking down the football field and finding his way into the end zone. Debo. And that's hysterical to me because... As you know, Debo was that freakishly strong, bullying, frightening character on Friday, the movie that came out back in 1995. So the Steelers nicknaming their teammate, defensive players, looking at James Harrison, that menacing, freakishly strong, bullying of a person, and nicknaming him Debo makes total sense to me. You're talking about a wide receiver. 
Yeah, but the history behind the wide receiver's nickname, his dad said that Debo was, or Tyshawn, was actually bullying kids in the neighborhood. So his dad gave him the nickname Debo from the movie Friday, which apparently Debo was seen about, quote, a thousand times. So it's it fitting from the kind of that perspective. Well, unfortunately for him, there is a Debo clothing line, and yeah. that is James Harrison's. You know, this all goes back to the whole thing about what we talked about when we did one of our first episodes on team names. And I told you, I don't like shared names. You know, like when you have a football team and a baseball team that have the same name. You did say that. Yeah. So I don't really love shared nicknames. Well, it's kind of like Iron Mike, right? Like when you say Ditka, for sure, there's also Mike Tyson. That is true. But you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Who's winning in that fight? (laughs) Well, at this stage right now, although you don't even know about that. Uh, Let's move on. Megatron. Oh, yeah. Who has just entered the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's obvious because, of course, Calvin Johnson had these superhuman abilities and seemed like the fictional robot character. He was given that nickname by his fellow receiver, Roy Williams. But I think what's so magical about Megatron is all of the offshoots, Mike, like Legatron. So Greg Zerline 
was this undrafted rookie out of Division II Missouri Western State and just started kicking the you-know-what out of the ball. And just a few games in, he was called Legatron. So Megatron, Legatron, and now there is a Mapletron. And that is a young wide receiver who currently is playing in Pittsburgh. His name is Chase Claypool. He is originally from British Columbia. So when he went to Notre Dame, it's these Notre Dame kids. Here's the Jerome Bettis tie again. In Notre Dame, he was called the Maple Bandit. Then he went to the Combine, and he had these insane measurables that reminded people of Calvin Johnson. Most Mm. notably, he ran a sub 44540 while weighing more than 230 pounds, which hadn't been done since Megatron did it. And so then all of a sudden, the Maple Bandit became Mapletron. And I can tell you this, Chase Claypool actually really likes the nickname. He calls himself Mapletron, and now he has a clothing line that says Mapletron. So the other thing I need, can we make, a, well, there is Adidas clothing line, so we just need the, the Yammer clothing line. You can claim Adidas is yours, and I'll come up with the, the Yammer one at some point. Everyone's got a clothing line now all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't want to do that work. I would just like someone to send me stuff. I'll do that. And I'm an equal opportunity distributor of great clothing. So everybody, anybody listening, feel free. Okay, I like it. Moving right along. Send Adidas the clothing, uh, send Yammer the wine. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Kindrel. Kindrel designs, builds, manages, and modernizes the mission-critical technology systems that the world depends on every day. Working side-by-side with their customers, they imagine things differently. By forging new strategic partnerships, they unlock new possibilities, creating a world powered by healthy digital systems alive with opportunity. Oxygen to innovation and energy to change the world. Kindrel, the heart of progress. Kindrel designs, builds, manages, and modernizes the mission-critical technology systems that the world depends on every day. Working side-by-side with their customers, they imagine things differently. By forging new strategic partnerships, they unlock new possibilities, creating a world powered by healthy digital systems alive with opportunity, oxygen to innovation, and energy to change the world. Kindrel, the heart of progress. Mike, you know what else besides offshoots I find really interesting? The ones that are sort of in dispute. You know, I referenced Walter Payton and sweetness earlier, and there are so many people that think sweetness comes from the fact that he had this just like wonderful, sunny personality. But Jeff Perlman, who I worked with many years ago at Sports Illustrated, did the definitive book on Walter Payton, and he found out that sweetness actually came from Walter Payton talking trash to a defensive lineman. He basically said to the guy, your sweetness is your weakness. And after that, he was called sweetness. I like that. Here's another one. Dick Night Train Lane. People love to tell the story that he was nicknamed Night Train Lane because in training camp, he would go and listen to that song and dance to it, et cetera, et cetera. But I have also seen that the reason that he had that nickname is because he didn't like to fly and he would take the train. That's actually really appropriate then (laughs) for nothing that happens on the football field. I'll take that. You know, it's kind of wild, too, because for all the individual names, Adidas, that we get to, how about all of the actual units, like the teams or, you know, like the DBs or a defense or, you know, a specific portion of the offense, like those units that actually have their own nicknames? I'm always fascinated by a couple of those. Especially because there are some that, I mean, just 
are so obvious, like the purple people eaters. I mean, just look at those guys. It's two Hall of Famers and Alan Page and Carl Eller. And then you also have defensive end Jim Marshall and tackle Gary Larson. You look at those four starting defensive linemen. They played so many years together. They were in the Super Bowl four years together. Yeah. I mean, they look like people eaters and they were yeah. purple. Very, very obvious. The Minnesota Vikings, the purple people eaters. And on the flip side of that, you think about that no-name defense, which has come up a whole lot the last couple years because of individual success that certain teams have had. 1972, that Dolphins defense, the name actually caught on when Dallas coach Tom Landry actually mentioned that Miami has a good defense but features a bunch of guys whose names you don't know and the no-name defense, it's stuck because of that. And it's certainly a team that had a ton of success, undefeated Super Bowl winning team. That defense allowed the fewest points and fewest yards in the NFL that particular year of 72. So very, very appropriate. Well, and talk about bulletin board material right there, right? I don't even know who these guys are. They're a bunch of no names and boom, but this is what they do. If we're going to stick with defensive lines, though, we have to include the New York sack exchange. Oh, yeah. Right. That was the Jets defensive line from 1979 to 1983. And it was actually the team's PR director who used it in a press release after seeing a fan hold up a big bedsheet with the name written on it. Now, I wonder who that fan was. That fan should really get the credit for that. A lot of these names are fan-sourced. I will say that. You know one that wasn't fan-sourced? Uh, Dirty Birds. Jamal Anderson actually came up with it. He loves using it. I got to work with him for, for a season. Um, a ton of fun. But he it's like a badge of honor because he does reference it a lot. 1998, those Falcons teams, remember they were 14-2, and two, got to the Super Bowl. Well, it was Jamal Anderson who created the Dirty Bird Dance. Um, and then that's sort of how the nickname stuck. Well, and the flip side to that is the Bungles, the poor, poor, poor Bungles who didn't have a winning season between 1991 and 2004. And then, of course, the Aints, which was actually the Saints in 1980 when they lost their first 14 games. And it was a local sportscaster, Mike, that started suggesting that maybe Saints supporters or fans wear paper bags over their heads. And a lot of those paper bags said Aints as opposed to Saints. Mm. Okay. Can we go flip side again from lack of success to a ton of success? Greatest show on turf. We had Kurt Warner on one of our previous episodes, the work week one for NFL players. And it was awesome to have him. If you missed that episode, highly encourage you to go back and listen to it. But consider this, you got a Hall of Fame quarterback in Kurt Warner, Hall of Fame running back in Marshall Falk. You got a Hall of Fame wide receiver, Isaac Bruce. You got a seven-time pro bowler, Torrey Holt, an offense that was just an absolute juggernaut. ESPN's Chris Berman actually called the Rams the greatest show on earth in 2000. And then earth was eventually switched to turf because they were playing on the AstroTurf in St. Louis. So to me, that is one of the more iconic ones, I think, when it comes to team names. Greatest Show on Turf, I think, is is really well-known and everyone references it, and maybe partially because of recency bias and Kurt obviously still having a, a great broadcast career, so that continues to pop up. Maybe, but I still feel like I really like defensive nicknames, like the Legion of Boom, which was, oh, of course, yeah. the Seahawks secondary in the late, you know, 2000, 
teens, whatever you call that decade. That was, of course, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Brandon Browner. And it was Cam Chancellor who came up with the name when he said that he liked to bring the boom. Then when you think of the Legion of Boom, you also have to think of the no-fly zone. And that, I believe, is Chris Harris's idea when he was with Denver. And then go back. We were talking about defensive lines at the top. I feel terrible. How could I not mention the steel curtain? Uh. That was a 1970s Steelers defensive line led by a man who has one of the best nicknames of all time, Mean Joe Green. Not because he was mean, by the way, but because of where he played his college football. You know the answer there? I don't. Well, that was North Texas. The North Texas oh, Mean Green. Mean Green. Yeah, duh. Like, I should and know so, that one. Mean Joe Green. But sure, the way he played the game was mean. But the Steel Curtain, that Steelers defensive line, helped the Steelers to four Super Bowl wins in the 1970s. And that nickname actually originated in a radio contest. But, you know, Mike, we could just keep on going now. This each one makes me think of something else. We're talking about a defense. And then that makes me think of the minister of defense. Oh, yes. Reggie White, one of the all-time greatest defensive players who also had an extremely strong faith. And when you listen to him, he sure as heck sounded like a minister. And we could keep going. We could totally keep going. But now I'm thinking about places, Mike. The Black Hole. The Dog Pound. The the Frozen Tundra. Give me your favorite. Uh, Well, look, just because I've lived in the Bay Area now, obviously the team is in Vegas. But I will say when I moved out to San Francisco in 2012, you could feel it on Sundays, like even in San Francisco, sort of what the black hole has brought to the table. And Aditi, you've traveled a ton for NFL games. The games that I have traveled to, and there's been a few where the Raiders have been involved I cannot get over how well that fan base travels for games and just the intimidation factor that's there. Like there's something unique about just large human beings that are intimidating face painting themselves and being there ready to sort of be disruptive. Um, To me, Black Hole is definitely at the top of the list. (laughs) Well, we could keep going. But I think this is a great place to ask our listeners to send us some of these suggestions. And while we may not be able to get anybody a shoe deal, maybe, Yammer, we can start a movement for some nicknames. I know that I did ask some of my Twitter followers to send me some players that they'd like to see have nicknames. George Kittle was a name that came up a fair amount. Uh, TJ Watt was one who some people are saying deserves one of these legendary transcendent nicknames. I'm sure you've got some guys that surprises you they don't have nicknames as well. Yeah, no, there's definitely a few players that I also think deserve a little bit more recognition when it comes to just sort of standardizing. And I know we touched on some of those names, but I also think sometimes memories pop up with certain nicknames. I think very fondly of my time back in college, but one nickname that we did not get to that to me just reminds me of my college days, and I didn't even go to Boston College, and Matt Ryan did, but Matty Ice. I think a lot of people reference it because of his cool, calm demeanor in these under pressure type moments. But when he was at BC, it was also a little bit of a play on a popular beer, Natty Ice, which does bring me back to my own college days. So I did want to just highlight that sometimes nicknames have more meaning, I think, on a personal level because they conjure up some really positive memories. Two things for that. Number one, I did not drink Natty Ice. Okay. 
And number two, I was not an underage drinker, just in case my mom and dad are listening right now. Okay. You, you make the claims you want to make. I just, <laughs> will just say, okay, cool. Like moving on. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, this has been a tremendously fun one for sure. We left many, many, many nicknames on the cutting room floor. So if you want the story behind a favorite nickname, make sure to tweet us, Mike underscore Yam or at a Kinkabwala. And we will get you the stories and definitely send us some ideas for some players today who don't have nicknames who absolutely deserve some. And Aditi, let's not forget for anyone who is checking out the show, make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcast. Not to mention, we always appreciate a rating and a review and share it with a friend. I know Aditi, you and I are posting this on our social media accounts. We'd love when people are getting into the conversation. And if you have some more of those nicknames, as Aditi made reference to, hashtag NFL Explained. All right, Yammer, that was a ton of fun. Can't wait till next week. And that, all our friends listening, is NFL Nicknames Explained. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Brought to you by Upwork, where you can build the team that will build your business. Learn more at Upwork.com. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.